Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. In a tweet posted yesterday, Governor Gavin Newsom appears to threaten Florida governor and Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis with kidnapping charges, citing in the tweet California's kidnapping law. Newsom also calls DeSantis a, quote, small, pathetic man. Newsom's tweet comes in the wake of a second group of South American migrants arriving in Sacramento from out of state. The migrants' journey to California on a chartered jet seems to have been facilitated by the state of Florida, according to the California Department of Justice. No word yet on what kind of legal action California might take against DeSantis or Florida. Florida has been involved in the transport of migrants to other states, like Massachusetts, where a group arrived at Martha's Vineyard. Meanwhile, Sacramento Mayor Daryl Steinberg says he's proud of the way community groups and local officials are stepping up to aid the dozens of bewildered migrants who've arrived in his city in recent days. Here's KQED's Taiki Hendricks. The first plane came Friday, carrying 16 Colombians and Venezuelans who had been in Texas. A second flight with the same carrier landed Monday with about 20 people, and all carried documents indicating the state of Florida arranged their transportation. That's according to the California Attorney General's office, which has launched an investigation. Steinberg suggested the immigrants were being used as political pawns, but he said the city is helping organize housing, food, and legal aid. Sacramento is going to do everything it can to care for these vulnerable people who are dropped off at our doorsteps. No matter what the terrible motivation was from whoever did this, Meanwhile, a Boston legal team that's already suing Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for flying asylum seekers to Martha's Vineyard last year is in Sacramento. Yvonne Espinoza Madrigal is with Lawyers for Civil Rights. The movement of migrants across state lines in a private plane, those facts seem to point in similar dynamics in Martha's Vineyard and Sacramento. DeSantis's office did not respond to requests for comment. For The California Report, I'm Tyke Hendricks. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. 
you can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Eviction cases are piling up in Los Angeles County courtrooms, especially now that the county's COVID protections have been gone for two months. In Los Angeles, LAist housing reporter David Wagner visited eviction court to see how renters are faring. Lawyers, renters, and landlords are pacing around a long marble hallway on the sixth floor of the Stanley Moss Courthouse in downtown LA. They're waiting to go before a judge who will decide if tenants can stay in their current housing or get locked out. Okay, Department 91, come on in. Renter Esmeralda Pocasangre says her landlord is unfairly demanding $20,000 in back rent. I do dispute it. We have been paying rent, so they changed the amount, so they're stating that we were supposed to pay a different amount. She says the rent-controlled building where she lives with her mom and grandmother in South L.A. was recently sold. Then came a large, unexplained demand for more rent. We still, till this point, don't know who the landlord is. The family's attorney, Sebastian Bendek with the Legal Aid Foundation of L.A., says the landlord has failed to document what his clients supposedly owe. I just need it laid out how they come to $20,000 or that was just pulled out of their pocket. The court shall grant leave to amend the Inside the courtroom, cases move fast. Lawyers barge in and out, observers talk over the proceedings, and tenants struggle to understand hearings that can last fewer than five minutes. One older man without a lawyer is given seven days to move out. Speaking in Spanish and clearly distraught, he asks the judge if he and his wife should buy a tent. In the Pocasangres hearing, the judge sides with the renters and gives their landlord five days to submit more paperwork. All right, good luck to both of you. Out in the hallway, Pocasangre says she's relieved. I felt like the judge actually heard what the attorney had to say. I felt like if it was the other way around and we had to speak for ourselves, it would have gone differently. Eviction court in a lot of ways is the front lines of the homelessness crisis. Kyle Nelson is a UCLA postdoctoral fellow who studies eviction trends in L.A. He says filings this March were higher than any other March going back to 2015. Courts are going to get backlogged and usually when this happens, tenants are the ones that really don't come out ahead. According to a UCLA study, 95 percent of L.A. landlords have a lawyer. But Nelson says the vast majority of tenants are unrepresented. They tend to get steamrolled. Outside the courtroom, I stopped to talk with landlord attorney Sherman Shu. So I've been doing uh, eviction work for about 20 years. Shu works for Dennis Block & Associates, one of L.A.'s most prominent eviction firms. I ask him how he feels seeing so many tenants get evicted without legal help. I understand that many tenants may be homeless after going through an eviction process. I don't represent them. You know, I represent a landlord who is trying to survive, uh, trying to supplement the income. L.A. only has a few dozen eviction defense lawyers for the thousands of cases filed each month. L.A. City Council is now considering a program that would give many tenants free attorneys. But for now, renters like Xavier Clark have to navigate these complex proceedings on their own. I can kind of understand certain things, but just got to do research to understand and fight back. No final decision was made in Clark's case. In the courtroom with his wife and infant daughter, Clark noticed the judge joking around with attorneys who show up for case after case. 
But when he tried to ask the judge about legal help, he says the tone shifted. And he just said, OK, the hearing is over. That's it. Good luck to you. For Clark, the judge's ruling could have lasting consequences. If he gets evicted from his apartment, he's not sure where his family will go. For The California Report, I'm David Wagner in Los Angeles. And that is this edition of The California Report for Tuesday, June 6th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. Hint, fruit-infused water with no sugar or diet sweeteners with more than 25 flavors, including watermelon and pineapple, in stores or delivered from HintWater.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.